Uh, look, actually, I think that the institutions today are much farther ahead than they were over a decade ago. I think they're actually eagerly looking to adopt technology to improve the way that they're teaching and learning. The thing that I can tell you is we're seeing a lot lower barriers or pushback on wanting to adopt new technology. In fact, just the opposite. Many schools are actually taking the lead and saying, hey, look, we want to start looking at new technologies to figure out the best ways to engage with our students. What's up, everybody? My name is Ish, and I'm the founder of Virtually. And this is Reshaping Education, where we discuss the future of higher education, including online trade schools, boot camps, ISAs, and so much more. This week's conversation was with legendary Michael Chasen, the co-founder and CEO of Class EDU. Prior to Class EDU, Michael started and scaled Blackboard, which built learning management systems for universities all around the world. He scaled that business to over 3,000 employees and $300 plus million of annual recurring revenue. Now he's changing the game again with Class Resume, a one-of-a-kind tool for remote learning. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone. My name is Ish, founder and CEO of Virtually. And today I'm joined by Michael Chasen, co-founder and CEO of Class EDU, uh, most known for their new product, Class for Zoom. Michael, so awesome to have you here today. Would you be able to introduce yourself real quick? Terrific. So excited to be here. Love having the opportunity to talk about education and the impact that technology is having on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, as, as, as you know, before I was the uh, co-founder and CEO of Class EU, I was actually the co-founder and CEO of Blackboard. Um, I had actually gone to American University undergraduate, got my degree in computer science. My roommate, Matthew Batinsky, went and got his undergraduate degree in teaching. After that, we both graduated. I went and got my MBA from Georgetown. He got his master's in education from Harvard. And we ended up reconnecting, both working at KPMG Pete Marwick in their higher ed technology consulting group. And after just one year, we saw the universities were spending millions of dollars wiring the dorm room and the classroom to the internet. And yet there was no software that made that useful for teaching and learning. So we decided to quit our jobs to design software that would let schools bring their courses online. And while that may seem uh, very apropos today, and of course, how can you even imagine schools not using technology? to bring their courses online. Back at the time, we were speaking to schools who said they're never going to use that technology. They said their teachers are Luddites, the students aren't asking for it, and it's illegal to book grades online. Lo and behold, here we are over a decade later, and almost every single school is either using uh, e-learning technology to complement uh, their existing traditional classes, where you still go to class twice a week, but you might take tests and quizzes online, do your homework online, communicate after hours with your teacher and students online or having full-blown courses and programs and even degrees all online, all now with software that is very similar to what we originally uh, brought to market over a decade ago with Blackboard. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. And, and I, I think for most people in the education space, they're, they're familiar with Blackboard and how, uh, how big of an impact it's really had. But are you able to talk a little bit more about what you were really able to achieve with Blackboard when uh, founding and scaling that company? You know, it, it was great. We started, it was a kind of a coincidental uh, tech startup. Uh, it was a handful of us in a brownstone in downtown D.C. Uh, from there, we grew it from just the five of us to suddenly having a dozen employees and then 20. And then suddenly we found ourselves with 100 and then even 1,000. Then suddenly 3,000 employees with 20 offices around the world. We weren't just being used by K-12 institutions and higher ed institutions here in the U.S., but uh, globally throughout Europe, even the Middle East and China were all using our technology to bring their courses and programs online. Uh, it was a very exciting time. And, you know, we were, it, it was a great both mission and vision for the company. We felt we were doing well 
well by doing good. Uh, we, were, we knew we were making a difference. We were helping lower the cost of education and expand the access of it. And, and that was a great uh, company to be a part of. Yeah, of course. And, and I'm curious, Michael. I mean, like, I think like usually when you see like mass adoption of a product like this, there, there, need, there must have been like a big kind of need for Blackboard something that had shifted in the market that, you know, made it so that schools needed to seek out something like this. And I think something is happening right now as well. I think with COVID, there's a huge kind of shift in the market. When you were, I guess, founding and kind of scaling Blackboard, what, what had changed in the market? Well, I mean, really, at that time, it was just the uh, um, adoption of the internet. Um, people were figuring out how the internet was changing every single industry. And I do think that is similar to what we're seeing uh, today. Again, I think the new revolution is, uh, you, know, you know, working remotely or virtually with synchronous tools like Zoom. I think Zoom itself has become this de facto standard period of change. And so with our new company, Class EDU, we've developed Class for Zoom. Yeah, I, I basically uh, saw how kids were uh, at home now during the pandemic trying to, to learn online. And just the, the challenge with that. Like I saw teachers that typically would have three to four hours of class time a week. They had to reduce their class time to only one hour a week online. And we asked the teachers, we said, why are you reducing your class time to only an hour a week? They said, look, Zoom is great for bringing your classes online, but it really just lets you do lectures and ask questions. But and a class isn't just all about lecture. We do a whole lot of other things in class. We take attendance, we hand out assignments, we test our quizzes, we talk individually with students, we have group presentations, and then we also might use the internet or watch a movie or review documents, but there's a whole other component to teaching a class beyond just giving us a single lecture. And lecturing is really what you, the only thing you can do in today's virtual class tools. So, of course, with my experience in Blackboard uh, and my knowledge of technology, you know, is where the Zoom had an SDK. I got together with a group of developers that I had worked with before at Blackboard who were experts in both synchronous and asynchronous learning. And we took the Zoom SDK and we built on top of that a set of teaching and learning tools that you can incorporate within Zoom to really allow teachers to bring that full classroom experience online in Zoom. Um, and we're, in fact, we're launching the, uh, the beta of that this week, but we seem to have uh, tremendous um, interest. We've gotten over 6,000 institutions that have reached out to us in just the six week, in the last six weeks alone that are all interested in using our technology to bring uh, their classes online. Yeah, and, and that's not a surprise at all. I, I think there's a lot of been, as we've been transitioning to remote learning, there have clearly been tons and tons of gaps. And, and I'm curious, like, what were you hearing from these institutions prior to class for Zoom? Like, how were they solving the challenges of remote learning? Look, they were just throwing anything at the wall that they could. And most of them were just adopting Zoom. I mean, obviously, the, the corona <clears throat> pandemic really caused a massive disruption in multiple industries, none bigger than education. So I think they were just saying, hey, well, what can we do to continue to teach remotely? And Zoom was the best tool from a scalability perspective, from an ease of use perspective. But Zoom is still very limited as to what teachers could actually do in bringing that classroom online. And that's where Class EDU came from. We basically gave the teachers the tools they needed to bring that in-person classroom experience online. So beyond just having a lecture and asking questions, our product lets teachers hand out an assignment live in class. They can give a lecture and say, okay, I want you to give a summary of how you think on this topic should have ended. They can hand out an assessment or a quiz or a test and say, I want to give you a live test right now to make sure you understand these materials. And then, of course, that test is automatically graded and sent into the gradebook. They can do a poll to make sure the classes understand the topics and say, hey, what does everyone think about this topic or what do you think we should focus on next and do a quick poll of the class to keep them engaged. Uh, they can share a, a document, pull up the syllabus or pull up a reading assignment. They can go ahead and 
um, watch a video uh, synchronously with the class. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do now right from within the class experience. And then we added a whole bunch of management tools as well. So teachers could, for example, list the kids in order by which they raise their hand. You know, it's very hard. It's easy in class for teachers to remember who is raising their hand, but it's very hard to remember when they're doing it online. So now you know, oh, hey, uh, Johnny actually raised his hand a half hour ago. I should probably call on him before we get too far ahead in the lesson. And we've added other things as well, like being able to proctor assignments and exams. Uh, and not necessarily to address cheating at home, although also that, but so that when you're actually giving a, an assignment or exam, you can see what's going on on the desktop of the students, both to prevent cheating, but also to be able to say, hey, I see you're having problems um, with this specific area. Oh, you're doing it wrong. Let me help and give you advice. So all of those same ways in which that a teacher would interact in the classroom, we enabled for them to interact on Zoom online. Yeah, that's really powerful. And actually, it's it's funny because my next question was going to be, you know, why Zoom? And I think you answered it to some degree. I mean, in terms of like the product, it, it is one of the best, like most reliable and dependable conferencing software out there. But given that, obviously, there are some trade-offs between relying on a platform like Zoom and building out your own in-house uh, software, conferencing software. And so are you able to share what have been some of the challenges of building on top of another platform like Zoom? Well, look, I, I actually think it's, it's, there'd be significant challenges if you're trying to build our own backend audio video streaming. I mean, that's why people are really standardizing on the Zoom platform as well as Google and Microsoft Teams to some extent, because those are the only platforms that have proved that they can truly scale with this type of a product in this type of an environment. A lot of companies are building their own and they're just failing once they get one university online, much less having hundreds or hundreds of thousands of schools online. Yeah, no. And, and it's interesting, a trend that we're seeing from our end as well is that like education ha really hasn't been live. And it's only been the past few years that we're seeing completely remote institutions rise up. And a big part of that is Zoom. And it seems like Zoom's making a lot of innovation in terms of introducing, opening up their SDK, introducing something called SAPs. And I recently somebody, you know, told me that, you know, the introduction of Zoom as a platform to build on top of, it could be as influential as the Apple iPhone and the App Store. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think that Zoom is the next platform for people to start building on top of. That well, given that, I, I'm I'd love to hear about. Um, this is a little bit of a topical news. Yesterday, uh, it was announced that maybe we found the first successful uh, uh, COVID vaccine. Uh, Pfizer announced that they have a vaccine with ninety percent effectiveness. Should this happen, what do you think will be the effects on remote learning? Oh, well, I think certainly it'll allow people to go back to school a little bit earlier than everybody thought. But I think that the effects of, of remote learning or online learning has been forever changed through this pandemic. I think what's going to happen long term is just the adoption of e-learning is now um, uh, uh, um, uh, more accepted, which means that more students will look to online learning as a possible viable alternative. Maybe you have kids who are in inner city schools that aren't as good that will now actually look to to take classes online with, uh, you know, better schools or more people will pursue degrees in college and graduate school that might be online that otherwise wouldn't have thought that those programs would be good or serious enough. I think that this has actually changed the adoption of online learning forever and has certainly sped up the adoption easily by five to 10 years. Yeah, certainly. I, I mean, certainly one of the things that I find most powerful about remote learning is just the removal of geography as a barrier. You know, with, with, with learning through Zoom, no longer do you it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, what your background is, you immediately can learn from the industry world experts, regardless of where you are. Uh, yeah. And, and you, your background, you could be a single mom, you could be a vet, you could be a high school dropout, you have access to the world leading experts 
from anywhere. And sometimes the best person for you to learn from, the best people, the best peers for you learning alongside could also be scattered. And now you have access, which is a yes. really, really powerful thing. Uh, with that, you know, this is, this is not your first rodeo. You know, you've, you've had experience kind of, uh, introducing, uh, new technology, new, uh, technology to these outdated institutions who are using pretty archaic practices. And so I'm curious, given, you know, you built and scaled Blackboard and now you're building class for Zoom, what has translated over? Uh, look, actually, I think that the institutions today are much farther ahead than they were over a decade ago. I think they're actually eagerly looking to adopt technology to improve the way that they're teaching and learning. The thing that I can tell you is we're seeing a lot lower barriers or pushback on wanting to adopt new technology. In fact, just the opposite. Many schools are actually taking the lead and saying, hey, look, we want to start looking at new technologies to figure out the best ways to engage with our students and at a much higher rate than we ever had before. Yeah, no, certainly. And I'm curious, like, it's, uh, it's very, very early stage, uh, for remote learning. And with COVID, obviously, I think what's going to happen is whether there's a vaccine, you know, whether things go back to normal or not, there are certainly, you know, the world's fundamentally shifted. And, and what we've identified is that some of these remote learning, uh, trends are, are truly fads and some of them are actually going to be here around for a long time. So, I mean, as somebody who's in this space, uh, and has a lot of expertise. What do you feel like are the trends when it comes to online learning and what are the permanent changes? Oh, look, I, I think the effect of this is again, just gonna be the normalization of online learning. I think whereas before it was thought of, oh, as a slight alternative or maybe not as good. I think all those that have been pushed away. You've trained now 100,000 teachers and millions of students in online learning. You can't think that that's not gonna have effect in the acceptance of it long-term. Yeah, that, that's really fascinating. So what's what's coming up? What what is class? What is the roadmap for class for Zoom for the next six months to a year? Well, quite frankly, we're just overwhelmed with inbound interest. We're trying to get back to as many schools as possible. We're talking with hundreds of schools about being beta clients and hundreds of more about being early adopters. So if there are schools that are interested, please visit our website at classedu.com. Check out our product class for Zoom. And I think that this is really the next phase of uh, of synchronous online learning. And look, I mean, if I told you today that the majority of classes were being held online and teachers could take attendance, hand out an assignment, give a test or a quiz, grade items, or even talk one-on-one -on -one with a student, you'd say that how is teaching and learning even happening? Class for Zoom lets all of those things happen so the teachers can focus on orchestrating their classroom and engaging with students. And I think this is going to have a tremendous effect on uh, e-learning, not only here in the U.S., but around the world. And uh, we're excited to be a part of it. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, Michael, I think we really tore through all the questions I had very, very quickly. So are, with that, are there any last minute plugs you want to give uh, in terms of how people can keep up with your guys' progress, learn more about Class for EDU, and also keep up with yourself on social media? Uh, well, yeah, certainly uh, visit our website at classedu.com. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram and um, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Uh, at Class for Zoom. And uh, certainly, uh, please feel free to engage with us if you're interested in learning more or having your school being an early adopter of our technology. Please reach out. I hope we get this right and can have the positive effect and change on the world uh, you know, that we think is going to happen um, post, this, post this virus. Amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much, Michael, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, sir. Have a good day. And that was Michael Chaser the co-founder and CEO of Class EDU. If you're interested in learning more about Class EDU or signing up for Class for Zoom, go on over to classedu.com. And if you're at all interested in what we're cooking up at Virtually, you can go on over to tryvirtually.com. With that, this is Ish, signing off. <laughs>